Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project podcast. I'm back here again with Tash. How are you, Tash? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Sarah? Very well. One half of base of the gram. One whole of Tastefully Tash, another whole of Tastefully Studios. You've got it all going. Fresh off the press, yeah. Tastefully Studios today. Yeah, exclusive. I know. Go I and know. check it out. She's also got pop sockets um, <laughs> for sale, pink, black and white. I'm pretty sure they've just relaunched. Just, yeah, so much demand. Had to restock. Uh, but the pop sockets are back. Um, back in stock. So I'll be doing a sale soon. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, so basically, Tash, otherwise known as the queen of the personal brand, is here to chat to us. We're going to talk all about personal brand, which I'm very excited to do because I think as a whole, personal brands are so important. Not only personal brands that have lots of followers and influencers, but personal brands um, just as you as an everyday person going out promoting who you are, um, whether that's in your career or just your daily life as well. So, very excited to get into that, and I think maybe we'll start a bit off with what's your, I guess, personal definition, Tash, on a personal brand, and can anyone have one? Yeah, yeah, I love that question, because I think everyone has always had a personal brand. It's kind of, you know, what you're known as, uh, what you're good at. It's, It's basically, you know, who you are as a person, but then your personal brand is just amplified when you then, um, it's like who you are in a career, et cetera. So it's just a few more, it's, you know, a few traits that are then amplified. Um, and I became really passionate about personal branding because I saw when I was living in LA, it was, you know, the best authors, sorry, not the best authors, the authors that were getting book deals were the ones who had a following and who had built themselves up as a personal brand and an expert in that space. Um, The actors who were getting jobs were the ones that had, um, you know, put in the work to like create a social media following and create, like promote who they are to other people. And just the, just the way that, you know, athletes, when you promote yourself well, and not necessarily like, you know, self-promotion, talking about yourself all the time, but just being really clear on your vision and your defining characteristics of, about, of what makes you special, you're always going to get the best opportunities in whatever path you've chosen. So whether that's artistic or entrepreneurial or athletic or whatever that is, um, just the power of personal branding is so strong. Even I think in... You look at your modern day example of, you know, Sally down the street. If she is good at personal branding and say she's single, then a good personal brand also translates to, you know, on Tinder, how you come across and therefore the type of partners that you might attract. Like it comes into everything and now we have these social media tools at our fingertips that we can curate and, you know, put the best version of ourselves forward in terms of how we want to be perceived. Yeah, I think you're so right. And like like you said, a big part of that is actually knowing who you are I guess or what you can bring to society to or to I guess you're just community as a whole um and that can be something that's real hard to work out but once you do you can be so strong in that, and that's almost like your own mini little niche which we know is like so important to have um and so give us the how the why the when around when you started your personal brands and (laughs) yeah how that sort of played out for you yeah so I think um you know you kind of have an identity at high school and things and I was always known as 
like the creative one who was good at art and photography and things like that. So you kind of take on this persona, um, which I think plants the seeds for your future personal brand because it's kind of like, what did you lean into or what did people often be like, oh, you know, Sarah's so good at that or Sarah's known for this. Um, That's kind of your OG personal brand really of like, you know, how the school knows you. Um, And then I think the way I started kind of my personal branding journey was I was at uni. I was... um, I was just saying before to Sarah, I was like, yeah, when I went to uni, I thought I peaked in high school because I actually got top of my school randomly at high school. And then I was like, you got like the duck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like super artistic, like did all the, did everything, like threw myself into everything and loved school. And then I went to uni and I just did not find my place initially. I was like studying psych. I was just kind of a number. (laughs) I didn't excel. I didn't. I stopped kind of the sport and things I was doing. I um, didn't initially like find these people that everyone was like, wow, you find your crew immediately. Like I just was in such a funk, like felt like I had no, I had lost my like specialness in a way. Mm. So I think that was quite hard to deal with. So I think in, in second year, in third year, all I did was like soul searching. I'd be like journaling every day. I got really into personal development books I got really into running um and I was just like searching um and then I think after Outward Bound which is this like course you do um I was I was like oh I'm looking at all these people on Instagram I got really passionate about health and wellness and I found a few of these like health and wellness influences and I was like I was like I can take great photos like I know I'm a creative person I can take the photos that these people people are taking and I've got this passion for health and wellness so why don't I start health and wellness Instagram showcasing my photos and make them super creative and stand out so that then when I enter the job market people will think oh she's she's you know got something special over other people so it was kind of like a way to put myself like put my best foot forward really to stand out so that was like my first step in my personal brand because it was like you know if you look at five Natashas who have all got food science degrees, then who am I going to pick for my health and wellness brand? And I figured I knew I was creative and good at creative things. So I could make this Instagram as like, you know, aesthetic proof about what made me different. Um, And then I think that just gained, that just started gaining traction. And I just poured myself into (laughs) the social media world and learning and growing at different, you know, making my skills better at taking photos and photos of food and things like that. Um, And then I just realized how powerful this platform was and all the opportunities that started coming to me because I had actually taken a leap of faith and put myself out there in in the best way, in my best light, basically. I was like, this is what I could be good at. This is how I want the world to see me. And this is the direction that I want to go. So I just leaned into that and then that just came back tenfold (laughs) and I was like okay wow I'm getting all these things that no one else is getting because I have made this personal brand and then I noticed it in everything it was like you look at sports teams and the person getting the best sponsorships is the one who has like you know personally branded themselves well and got a good social um and then yeah I just started noticing it everywhere and it took me everywhere (laughs) yeah that's so cool and what did you think about Outward Bound? Do you think they made like a big impact on you? Because I hear I, about it a lot. Yeah, so I think Outward Bound was funny because I was so deep into like personal development stuff by that stage and I like love the outdoors. So I was like, this is so for me. So I like raised all this money to go and I was so invested in going. And then 
I kind of wanted some big epiphany when I was there. I was like, I know this changes people's lives. People come back and they're like so different. Um, and then I do, it wasn't really a big epiphany. It was just a really fun experience But that you did, you know, make breakthroughs along the way. But I think I think it's been more of a gradual thing that I would realize the results for years after. I'd be mm. like, oh, wow. And I would notice something. And I was like, oh, you know, kind of relate to outbound. And then it was, it was actually a lot more gradual for me. So I didn't have one big, like, defining, life-changing moment. It was more like, yeah, a series of things that just made me stronger as a person I think and like have yeah. a bit more self-belief about what's possible yeah definitely the self-belief piece is so um, important I reckon and in terms of growing on Instagram when did you like how far into starting Tastefully Touched did you notice it started to grow um I think I was posting kind of every day for the first year and <laughs> like getting different scrapbooks and trying to make backgrounds and like trying different camera techniques, doing all these things. And then after the first year, I remember I was, I think maybe a couple of thousand people followed. And then um, I got my first like collab in a way. I had posted this like muesli um, called Pure Delish. And then they had seen it because I tagged them in it and they'd been like, hi Tash, we love your photo. Do you want to packet of muesli and I was like my life it was probably the pinnacle of my life I was like this is the the most exciting thing like at uni like ran out to get my $20 peel delish which I would never be able to afford as a student um and then did this photo of it and all these things and I was like this is so amazing I was like this everything is worth it this is just my dream come true and then yeah from there it kind of gradually has gained traction and just gradually grew over the years (laughs) yeah yeah that is um really cool I think like that would have been so exciting for you. I can just imagine. So exciting <laughs> because I at uni was didn't spend that much money. I was obviously had no money being a student, but I would always save up my money that I did have and spend it on like expensive health and wellness whole foods because that was my passion. I was mm. like, I'm gonna go get this, you know, like um, all of those little oh, pan of chocolate bar and stuff, yeah, and it was yeah. like the highlight of my week. <laughs> I love that. And do you think that the number of followers you have are important for a personal brand on Instagram? Um, I don't think it's important necessarily when it comes to, like, directly turning into sales for things. Like, when I started to create my own digital products and things, um, then it's not necessarily about the number. But it is good for the social proofing and being like, okay, you know, she's established in this field. Like, at first glance for brands and for people, you do you do get a lot of traction because they're like they glance at that number and they're like, Okay, cool. Like and then you get some opportunities. And then obviously, you know, they've got to check out, they'll do a bit more research. But I think the initial number matters to get your foot in the door and then the rest is everything else that comes. Mm, yeah, for sure. And maybe could you help to us to define what engagement is and why (laughs) this is important to a personal brand yeah yeah so engagement is how many people you are actually interacting with your content so whether they are replying to your stories or they are answering your polls or they are commenting on your photo or they're liking your photo or they're saving your photo um I think engagement traditionally used to mean likes and comments but I think there's a lot more like more or equally valuable engagement statistics that exist on Instagram today, like those Mm. saves or those story views or those story replies, that type of thing. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, you have all these followers, but how many of those people are actually getting value from and responding to your content? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 
is that important to show that there are people, I guess, caring about what you're doing or you know, how important is engagement to an overall personal brand? Yeah, I think engagement is really powerful for those um, – like what I think the personal brand is what you'll find that there's a group of your target market who are so aligned as your perfect target market that they really resonate with everything. They're your super fans that keep coming back, that keep messaging and that go along that whole journey with you. And then you'll get the extra, you know, the more collateral layers and then the layers after that and then the lurkers and then all the other people. And I don't think that you'll ever get as much traction if you don't have those really invested people because mm. those are the ones that you know, promote you to their friends and, you know, do all the things that make you get traction in whatever industry you're in. Um, but I think, yeah, I think a personal brand is also important because it's it's not necessarily what fans you have, but it's the impact that you're making in your chosen industry. So I know, you know, on Instagram, if you're a foodie, then having a strong personal brand means that you put your mark on that industry and that online community so it's like you you make the most valuable connections in your industry because you have got a great personal brand that people can find you on and connect with you and see that you're established and then therefore want to connect with you so I think it's almost just as important for your peers than it is for having having followers yeah yeah for sure and then if we are wanting to create our personal brand with number of or high number of followers not exactly being the priority, say we want to do this on LinkedIn or Instagram or something, how can someone get a, around starting that? Like what should be their first steps towards doing something like that? Yeah, I think that, that the first step is figuring out what your mission is and who you are as a personal brand. And the way that you can think of yourself as a personal brand is if you were a business and you were writing down your company ethos and the core values to that ethos and just simplifying it because as a human we know that we're so complicated and we have all these different things happening and so many interests and so many so many things going on but I think the power of a good personal brand is consistency and it's being you know if you think of a good personal brand you think of say uh, Oprah and you already a few things spring to mind about Oprah and then you think about uh even Trump, amazing personal brand, you know, no matter what you think about Trump, he has a powerful personal brand. You think wealth, you think um, businessman, you think, and like The Apprentice built this up. His gold-plated, you know, Trump Towers built this up. Like everything that he does is consistent with his interpretation of his personal brand. Mm-hmm. Same with, uh, if you think of um, like Gina Kutcher, for example, um, then you think, you know, super aesthetic, you think... Um, photographer you think uh you like family you think you think a few key things as to who that person is and everything aligns with what they do to those those core things that you believe about them Mm -hmm. so I think that's the power of a personal brand is simplifying down all those things that you know about yourself to what do you want to be known for and who do you want to be um and then being super consistent within those things mm-hmm. so an easy way when you're starting out is instead of posting anything and anything that comes to mind it's like figure out four content pillars or however many content pillars um maybe three to five um and then post those so if you're an artist post your art then post behind the scenes your art and then post um you know your lifestyle background as to other things that you're interested in but have that as only one content pillar not the main thing of your instagram if you're value as a personal brand is a lot to do with your artistry 
Yeah. Yeah, I think in terms of if if you're a personal brand wanting to do something on, say, LinkedIn or um, building yourself up as, I guess, like an expert in your industry or something like that, um, like you said, a good place to start would be finding out what your mission is, why you feel like you are valuable in the market or, or whatever every area you're in. Um, and then, I guess, posting the relevant content pillars to that like to match up with that value yeah and I think a thing that people don't realize is that being a strong personal brand doesn't mean you have to have accomplished like got this degree got this award in your industry Mm. it's like for example if you are a lifestyle blogger and you're really passionate about um I don't know your faith and your parenting or something it's like your credentials in a way of your brand story are that you are. You live in this part of New Zealand. You uh, had how many? How many children did you have? Um, you know, it's it's more about your actual personal story and what what journey you've been on to get to where you are now, and then what value you can share with others than it is. You know, winning all these awards and having all these accolades as to like mm. I'm a strong personal brand because of this award. Yeah, exactly. And I think you can always like. You, everyone has a story which they can transform into a part of their personal brand or that already is a part of their personal brand. And I think a lot of the time we can take for granted the things that we've been through or experienced um, and forgetting that other people would have no idea what it's like to experience that same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw an epic example of this on uh, the Michelle Obama um, documentary. She was saying... Uh, she was with this group of um, black women, like young high school black women, um, and they were asking her all these questions. And they said, you know, in this world of us being discriminated against and all these things, like how can we stand out and how can we get to sort of say where you are, for example. Um, and, and Michelle Obama asks this girl who was asking, and she said, so tell me about your life. Like what have, what have, what have you done? And this girl's like, oh, I haven't really done anything. Like I've had to drop out of uh, – I only go to school this many days a week because uh, my, my parents died, so I look after my brother. And um, so I leave school straight away at this time, pick up my brother, homeschool him, um, do this, go to this job, blah, blah, blah. And Michelle Obama's like, that is the most powerful personal story. You know, it's like mm. those credentials of who you are and the things that you do are so powerful and that's what you need to lean into and embrace and be like, I am – so strong in this because of these reasons because mm. um, I think a lot people often undervalue what they're good at because it's normal to them yeah exactly right and then in terms of turning that into I suppose a career I feel like this can be kind of a controversial thing to talk about in terms of how to monetize your personal brand because some people have an opinion on this and other people think it's um, a good thing that you should be doing so what are your thoughts around monetizing personal brand in some ways we can do that yeah, I think whenever you're monetizing your personal brand, it's just what value can you give to others? So with your skill set, what value can you provide to others? And it might even be that your value is in sharing your own, say, health journey so that then other people can be inspired by that health journey and then um, learn from that and use tips that you're sharing. Or it might be, um, I think it always comes back to value is the easiest answer is just in what way has your life journey and your unique skill set mean that you can provide value to others that then they, because they're getting value, what they would pay for that? Yeah. And how then you can scale that. Yeah, exactly. And then in terms of the intention around 
monetizing your personal brand, this should be based around your why, I assume, rather than for superficial materialistic reasons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think anyone, especially I think in today's age, you you as a personal brand especially as a you know, you don't it's longevity. It's like you're playing the long game always because it's a person. You can't mm. sell your personal brand. You're building up this asset mm. that becomes however valuable you make that asset, the the more you can get for that and the more valuable that becomes. So I think if you sell out too early for a quick buck, then that asset becomes so it cheapens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And outside of Instagram, have you seen any personal examples of how people have built that that personal brand? Yeah, so many have just just the the way that personal branding has just changed their business or their you know how effectively they've monetized that. I think a good example is uh, Lewis Howes. He's a great personal brand. He does the the School of Greatness podcast, um, and he's got the School of Greatness event and all the things. Um, but he basically is so consistent in his core story of um, athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur, and then he sort of goes through the reasons of why he did that. Um, but he gives value by um, his his continual striving for greatness and the way that he's always sharing how he's becoming more great by um you know implementing different things in his life um and sharing those skills with others and also interviewing other people that are great and then sharing that with others and he's like this um basically translator of helping you then use those skills um so I think he's a really powerful personal brand so as you know obviously the the obvious ones are the ones that we I just mentioned of like Oprah and even, you know, Michelle Obama and things to an extent. If you think about, when you think of them, you automatically think of a few key traits or a few key things that jump to mind. Yeah. And that's the power of a personal brand is like what jumps to mind when someone, when you think of one of these people. Mm, Thinking about it now, like another personal brand that is quite strong that I feel did not start on social media, I'm not sure, but like Tony Robbins. Yeah. Like he is someone who I feel I instantly could tell you sort of his life story, mm-hmm. like some of the key messages he always pulls through, and you just know what he's about when you think about him. Yeah. And it's just so strong, strong to the point where people will spend like tens of thousands of dollars to go to these conferences and these things and listen to what he has to say when, like the coolest thing about personal brands is that they're listening to what he has to say, but he doesn't have a degree in self-talk like being able to motivate he doesn't have a degree in motivating other people you know you don't need a degree for that and um I think that's that's just like a really extreme cool example of how you can build up a personal brand to help so many people but turn it into this massive corporation and career for yourself as well yeah yeah and how you can scale that exactly to just you know benefit so many people yeah because I think those you know, those examples, you think of how many times Tony Robbins has said his core story of, mm. you know, he was broke and he, you know, one day this family came to feed him and then he stumbled into this thing and he ran away at this age and then mm. he made this realisation. You just, there is such a consistency in his message and that's, I think that's the key point of a good, of a good personal brand is embracing that core story. So a really good exercise <clears throat> that I find is you write down your core story, which is... Um, where you know what your where you started, what issue you had, what what you had to go through, so what struggles did you have to face, how you overcame them, 
and then to where you are now and then how you can share that knowledge with others is like the formula to write down that core story and then you'll figure out what value you can give because it's like okay and then that becomes your core story and your personal brand backstory in a way yeah definitely and it doesn't even need to be I feel like this deep dark story that you've had It, it, it can just be you know a few experiences that not many other people you've come across have been through either yeah and it's can it can be hard to think of off the top of your head but then um you know it can be as simple as like mine I was like oh um I'm at uni and I'm not that happy how am I going to stand out in the job market um with using my skills and then like oh then I made an Instagram and I showcased my skills that I love doing and then these are all the opportunities that, that I get and then now here is how I can help you use the tool of personal writing and social media to amplify your talents too. You know, it's mm. like you figure out just that, that logical run of events of how things unfolded for you and then there's always value of what you've learned in your unique life to then share with others. Yeah, for sure. And what would you say are some common mistakes that you've seen people make with their own personal brand? I think inconsistency. I think Mm. you as a person are obviously always going to evolve. So whatever conclusion or beliefs that you have and promote right now, you are able to change and evolve those as you grow because we grow and change as people. But having that core story and always giving value to, you know, that group of people is what should stay consistent. So you think about, you know, all of those examples none of their core stories wavered like they all Mm. are the same and everyone is aware of them because they repeat them so many times they're really clear in all of their content that comes out um that align with all those things that you believe about them so it's just staying super consistent in your beliefs and your value yeah definitely agree and I thought that we could maybe conclude with talking a little bit about the course I've been doing with you and things like snap my snaps as well. (laughs) I think those are quite helpful tools for people to use who are actually interested in developing their own personal brand. Um, So if people don't know, I've been working with Tash for, I don't even know how long. Probably like, what, six months? Yeah, must be. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy really. I feel like I've never committed to something that long in my (laughs) life. Um, but yeah, it's been going so well. So I would say like Tash has been pretty much my like little coach, my little like (laughs) personal branding, podcasting, building something out of a brand coach, like you've just been helping me out with all that kind of stuff. And, um, you released a course early in the year and then like had the option to do sort of like some coaching type sessions, which I've been doing and it's been so helpful. So tell us a little bit about the course and like what it covers. Yes, there is star student yeah. and Caitlin faves. Um, yeah, I love Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started the course because through Instagram and what we do with Instagram, which is Instagram marketing, um, we have traditionally worked with businesses. So we'll help businesses use Instagram and businesses, um, you know, market using social media and Instagram. But I realized that my background is actually – at a personal brand level. So my background was like, okay, I didn't grow as a product business or whatever. I grew as a personal brand and amplified my talents using social media to get opportunities. So I was like, well, that's what actually my bread and butter is and what I know. So that's what I want to share with other people. Um, and it, and then it's what I was saying at the beginning is there was just this common thread of, okay, so all when I was in LA, it was like 
everyone was coming to me with, oh, I'm good. like I'm an actress and no one wants to choose me with my talent anymore. They want to know how many followers on Instagram I have or um, yeah, I'm an athlete. I want to get sponsorship, but I haven't got an Instagram and all the sponsors are looking for Instagram people, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was like, okay, there's a real need for people who have this talent or something that they or message they want to share with the world um, to teach them the digital tools and the the ways to express their value and the ways to amplify their their talent or their message using tools like social media. Um, so I created that out of Instagram and then basically mapped out everything that I'd ever learned um, with different exercises and then um, and then um, yes. Had the best time with you guys. It was literally so amazing. I loved it. And yeah, it was so fun. So thank you so much. You have just literally been the joy to my life on oh, this course. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I feel like um, Tash has really helped me like transform how I've gone about the whole one up, the one up project thing and really made me believe that this is something I could monetize or could turn into, um, you know, something more than just a little side hobby I was doing in any spare minute I had. Um, So, yeah, I really have appreciated your help with that. And I think it it has really helped to just add some structure. And I remember saying this to you like in one of our first calls like I just need to add some structure to like what I'm doing and in terms of building those things like content pillars working out that you know I I can't think of them on the top of my head but like education is one of them um and and those sorts of things and being able to actually realize that and implement that into the Instagram but then just like the overall strategy of what I'm doing um has been really helpful because even though it's um like a podcast that's per it's got resources it's trying to help people I can't help as many people as I want to if I'm just like lardy da putting out things here and there like I really need to actually add some structure to it um take it a bit more serious and kind of treat it like it is a personal brand or a business um so that's been so helpful and then oh no I was gonna say yeah it's been so epic to watch also like the mindset Seth mindset shifts of like I just feel like you so you know and you and so many other people have all the skills and all the everything going for them in the world but it's literally just having that self-belief of how valuable it actually is it's like mm. you know we all know how valuable it is but it's you believing how valuable valuable it is so that then you have the confidence to you know go at it and make it into whatever you want it to be and I feel like so much especially as females I think there's just so much of what we do that if we just inserted some you know injected some confidence (laughs) into like truly backing what we're doing and thinking this is so epic we can go massive with this that's all we need yeah absolutely like I could not agree more I feel like I've not used I I use the word self-belief and yeah, confidence so much this year, especially recently, because it's just so key to building, I guess, a life that, that you want. And um, I feel like if you believe in yourself, you can literally convince anyone else of, like, your amazing qualities as well, even if you're not fully convinced. If, if you can, like, at least try and, I guess, work out the narrative around that, you can always convince other people of the same thing. Um, so, yeah, could not agree with you more. And, like, it's pretty much, I mean, you could even say doing this sort of thing, working out my, uh, where I sit in terms of what personal brand is and building that has helped me gain the confidence to leave my job because if I didn't 
see this as a real possibility, I wouldn't have left it in the first place. And even building on things like LinkedIn has been quite a powerful tool for me, especially recently, um, to build those sort of networks to get the guests that I want and things like that. So it's it's not just about the social media, building a personal brand, getting followers and all this kind of thing. It's about like actually establishing your place in the industry you want to be in and building on that um, and growing your network. And I think that's actually the most rewarding and the least talked about thing about a powerful personal brand is you just suddenly get to meet and, you know, people pick up your call the people that inspire you and then suddenly you meet all these absolutely incredibly inspiring people and it just when you when you have those people around you that are so you know they're so passionate about life they love what they're doing um they're established they it's it's like they create the quality of your life mm. and i think it's just a way to get to start to interact with those people and to start to surround yourself with those people and then i think that is the key to what is actually quite fulfilling and exciting about everything. Yeah, I definitely, I couldn't agree more. It's been the case this year, especially. Um, and then lastly, like, snap my snaps. I feel <laughs> it's just, it needs to be talked about because it is just such a good little um, tool for, and you don't necessarily have to be like a personal brand to use this, but I just think it's such a good little tool for people who are wanting to create a personal brand and almost like as a way of getting that content and, I guess taking it a bit more seriously. So you want to explain to us a little bit about that? Sure. So one of um, the biggest pain points that we come across on Instagram is people not having good content or having budget for content. Um, so a lot of the brands that we, especially we used to work with, are small businesses and they're like, okay, cool. So I have this epic product or this service, um, and but I don't have thousands to pay a photographer. <clears throat> and then on the flip side, there are all these amazing people in the world that don't necessarily have a big Instagram following, so they're not getting collaborations, but they are great at taking photo or they just, you know, have an iPhone or a camera or just enjoy photography or just taking photos in a nice way. Um, so we wanted to create a matchmaking service to put these people together um, to give people who are not influencers um, the opportunity to get services or products in exchange for photos. So it's a win-win because it's like the business gets a far cheaper way of getting photos of their product or service in context and then the creator so the photographer suddenly who, free stuff. exactly who have never got free stuff in their life suddenly is getting this free this free stuff in exchange for them just taking photos of them out and about using it so yeah, yeah we're pretty excited about it yeah I, I think it's like such a great idea um so for anyone out there who is yeah is interested in like photography or just you know has a real aesthetic gram and can take some sick shots get on snap my snaps and get some free stuff like who doesn't want that I think we've all seen when influencers get PR packages and we're like we wish that was us so I know it's like you get an influencer package and you don't have to be an influencer so the way to so it's on Facebook as a group it's snap my snaps um and the way that it works is businesses um any business can post and they can just say hey you know I've got this uh tourism experience that we're wanting to get photos of and promote um does someone want to come along and experience it or say use my product um and say I want 10 photos for example and then everyone who wants to be involved just comments below the Instagram account and says yes I'm keen and then the business chooses that person and they Mm. go from there yeah super easy 
So that's awesome. I think that's all I wanted to chat to you about, but I could go on for ages. So I really appreciate your time again, Tash. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, and I really appreciate the podcast. And oh, it's just been a dream working together this year. So Such thank a dream. you. Let it continue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.